The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Today is the 24th of November, 2018, and stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. And the new one that I put in the recent blog is, I am made for success. Why? Because when you talk to yourself in that manner, big things are going to happen. Now, it's not going to happen in 24 hours either. Either I talk about what is it you're rebuilding? What are you building from the inside out? When you say lines like that, it's going to take a minimum of 25 days to start bringing that into your subconscious mind. But without getting into a big thing right now, because we've had hit, we have hit upon it. Um, it's big stuff. And that's how you talk to yourself. You don't talk with this defeatist attitude, which you hear so much in the common world. We're going to get into this more and more. In fact, we have our pal Martin Janzik coming in momentarily. I'm sure we're going to pop on that here and there. Mike Gillette is on Monday, and I'm sure the topic I've got is going to bang a bullseye on that. You can never hear this enough. When we had we, – I was over – we, the whole family, there's 20 of us, I think, or 21. My sister had everybody at Thanksgiving. And it's funny because there's so many people there, and they have a huge table in the dining room. We didn't have four. There had to be four people that couldn't sit at it. So Dan, who's my brother-in-law, and myself. So you got two big guys sitting at this little card table, basically, which was hilarious. And I had Danny, who's eight. And Madeline, we call her Maggie, who's 11. So it was the youngest and the uncle and the father, and we had a blast, let me tell you. And um, I was saying to Danny and Maggie, and they were repeating it, I am a winner, I am a champion, and we were going back and forth, and they had a blast with it. So believe me, it does work. Also, too, go out to motiv- FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Um, winners and Champions, Inc., that is our premier product. Um 14 modules change your life. It's everything I'm doing on and off here at the FBC Stone and Steel Yard. Also, too, um, invest in Fiorella Barbell and Motivation and Muscle. Um, there's a $25, $50, and $100 investment. It goes to my PayPal account. The money only goes into the business. Period. Period, period, period. And that's it. All right? And even if you give once a year, break that down into dollars. I mean, People with this caliber show that I've got, we've got over a 1,000 shows, they charge you for subscription here. The reason why I haven't done it is because I want people to buy the product. I want people to contribute to the show. Because I'm telling you, when Martin comes in here momentarily, like everybody, you're not, you know, and we're going to talk about his book, believe it or not, the way I'm going to make this connect. You're getting a book. I call it an encyclopedia here. I mean, there is enough information there to draw up anything you want on the board to train with. I don't know many people that give stuff like that away, but we'll talk about that at another time. Go out to MotivationMuscle.com. Go out and look at all the shows Martin and I have done, slash, uh, slash category, slash podcast. Put Martin's name in, and that's J-A-N-C-S-I-C-S. Just go out and look at all the information Martin and I have just given out because we want to see people excel solutions also sign up for our free newsletter um at motivationmuscle.com um that goes right out to my mailchimp account and away we go also two investment in motivationmuscle.com that is called advertising anybody that's come in here has made money from this show and we want to do the same um you know we're looking at 
big figures right now with the big moves we're making. It's like a big chess game right here, right now. And I love this going into 19, all the things that, you know, we're going to come out ahead, we'll get throttled, whatever. You know, this is what I'm talking about being an entrepreneur. After a while, you could beat my head in, but I'm going to stand back up and beat you back a hundred times harder. This is what happens to you. You get this mental tenacity and this belief in you and this burning desire that is absolutely unstoppable. So think about that before you decide to quit. All right. Also, too, our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company, real men, real strength and real power. And you know what? I was thinking to myself today, I got to tell you, I can't tell you how proud I am to be a man. I really am. And there's so many facets we could talk about, but I'll leave it at that because I'm telling you right now, there isn't a day in my life that I'm not happy and privileged to be a man. Believe me. On that note, we are going to bring a man in in a moment, and I'm going to give you a little information on Martin. Number one, he's an author, stone lifter, strong man, power lifter, Scottish championship competitor, and the muscle behind the Facebook page, Historic Lifting. Martin, you know it's always an honor. It's been way too long. Welcome back. Uh, the family missed you, believe me. Um, it's an honor to have you back, sir. Hi, Eric. It's a good to be back on the show, and I apologize for it being so long uh, since I've been on uh, some previous times. But I've had a very, very busy year, and I've got a lot going on, and next year is going to be my busiest year ever. Yeah, so. that's good. That's a good thing. I mean, uh, I love it. Um, and you know, this is what it's all about going out, coming up with creativity and putting it out. Um, give out any of your information. Obviously we know the website, um, any way people can get a hold of you, Martin. Yeah, well, you've got me, uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, Martin Johnson. Uh, there's the historic stone lifting Facebook page or, uh, quite a lot of times people just, uh, get in touch with me through the, uh, Historic, historic stone lifting website as well. And uh, any emails from there, I go straight through to my uh, private email uh, account so I can get back to everyone. All right. That way. That's awesome. Um, we're going we're gonna to open up with a couple things, and then Martin's going to have a little announcement near the end of the, stu- of the show. Um, but the theme today, really, and it coincides with his brand-new book, is called Doesn't Everybody Want to Be Strong? And Martin has come out with a book called Stone Lifting, An Ancient Test of Strength Revived. So, Martin, I'm going to ask you this first question, and I want to go into, you know, the guts of the book, why you did it, why you felt it was time to do it. And we know from everything that's going on, you were at the gathering, obviously, um, doing some stone lifting, obviously, the inverse stone you were putting on, you know, pretty much a great, well, I don't want to call it a show, but it, it was something that people could see this famous stone with an expert stone lifter lifting the stone. And that, and we'll get into that a little bit, too. But let me ask you this first. What? Why wouldn't everyone want to be strong? So doesn't, you know, even if you pretend I don't care about any of it or whatever, doesn't everybody walking around, in your opinion, maybe not. Do you feel everyone wants to be strong? I don't think anybody wants to be weak, do you? I think uh, since the dawn of time, there's been strength competitions, people have lifted stones, people have wrestled each other, um, people have fought uh, in horseback and knights and warriors. I think everybody in the planet wants to be strong. Uh, But but as time goes on, um, it's technology that takes people away from the gym, away from doing something um, outside of, say, a work life. Yep. Um, a lot of it comes down to being people, a lot of people are just getting quite lazy these days. Um, I think there was a lot more people that were actively strong uh, maybe 50 years ago, uh, going back uh, further than that. Um, there was more people had physically uh, demanding jobs. Like yeah. me, I always like to be a builder. That's where I got a lot of my strength from. Yep. Um, but today, it's all about technology. I mean, now I work in electronics and I'm a draftsman as well. Um, I'm just trying to go with the times because uh, the world is all 
technical now and it's getting more and more technical and technology is getting more advanced and uh, the actual physical art of labour and work is getting to be more obsolete as time goes on. No, I... Um, I yeah. No, go ahead. And, oh, sorry. Um, so I think, yes, everyone, I think everybody wants to be strong. But at the same time, a lot of people think you've got to spend hours and hours and hours doing this every week and every day. But I mean, just now, because of weather and things like that and family life, and I'm writing I'm writing a second book now. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting ready. I'm preparing myself for, I've got a few uh, workshops that I'm going to be doing in America when I'm over there next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm prepping things for that as well. Um, so, I mean, like some me just now, I'm just going outside. Like I, I do, I'm doing like a, a lot of routine now. I do 10 days of lifting. Yep. Just like maybe even 10 or 15, 20 minutes at the most. Um, for 10 days, take four days off, and then do an half 10-day block. And then, uh, because that is, is even doing that for 10 to 15 minutes yep. every day for 10 days on the on the row, on a on trot, I'm, I'm actually feeling stronger because yeah. I'm I'm, uh, I'm not just doing a big workout and then leaving it for a few days. I'm doing something every single day. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I'm taking that four days off to let my muscles, my body heal, yeah. and I'm going back to another 10-day cycle. Um so you don't need all this hours and hours in a gym and stuff every single night. No. You can just to keep your strength up or, or get a little bit stronger or get yourself ready for like going to the gym in the summer and stuff. You can't just do 10, 15 minutes of lifting anything every single night no. just for like even a week or four days and then three days off, something like that. You can't just spend, you don't need to spend all that time. So I think everyone need, wants to be strong, but it's just nobody thinks they can find the time to do it. And, of course, there's people are getting lazy through technology. Well, you know what it is, too, Martin, is a lot of people really don't know how to train. I'm not speaking for you, but I'm getting that notation from you when you're telling me. I, and I, I fully agree with you. Um, what I've been doing for the last few years, it was an old thing they used to do way back when, is I'll take an egg timer and set it for 30 minutes. And that includes doing a full body weight warm-up. And no matter where I am at that point in the gym, if that if that uh, egg timer goes off, guess what? I'm all done. And I'll tell you, people have said to me, well, how are you going to derive any strength from that? I've driven more strength through my body than ever. Why? Because you're not in there too long. You're not roasting your central nervous system. And when you're leaving, I don't know about other people if they do that, I could bite the bar in half because I'm pissed that I didn't complete what I did. Now, is that for everyone? Absolutely not. But I'll tell you right now, I have found with the new things I've been um, broadening my uh, canvas with, so to speak, with a new brush, is between that type of training with the heavy power rack work, with the heavy pushes for time, with the way I'm doing stones right now, my strength is increasing more and more. And I've gone back. I remember seeing the thing that you were doing with the raw eggs. I was laughing because I was like, God, dog, talk about the same two guys thinking the same Rocky thing. Um, I've been going back to more and more of the old school to the point where we used to do this 15 years ago, my buddy Richie and I. I'm bringing a blender now out to the garage, and it's got everything in it. I only drink raw milk and heavy cream, and I'll have the protein powder in a cup. And in the middle of the workout, I'm dumping that down my system, little at a time, just sipping it, as they say. And I'm pumping amino acids in me, 10 at a pop. And, and I've had people say to me, Martin, well, you know, you're just pissing it away. Maybe yes, maybe no. But you know what? The power of the mind, to plant those seeds in the mind, and every time I'm out there taking a heavy squat, moving it four inches, and doing a push through the rods of six seconds. And by the way, folks, for any of you who think it's all BS, 
if you go out and read all the old York barbell and Dr. Ziegler material, and yes, I know they were all taking Diana Ball, too. I don't care. All right? In fact, they used to call it the little blue pill. Here's what I want to tell you. This type of training, six-second holds is equal to ten full reps. Think about that. That's 11 reps I did, all right? That would be the last set. I do two rounds, sometimes three, with a half-hour body weight warm-up, which, which consists of squat pull-ups, long strength good mornings, and heavy hand walks up and down my driveway, 95 feet. And I'm talking skiing, where they're over your head, and I'm a 305-pound guy that's breathing like a freight train, all right? So that's what I'm, my point is this. If you believe in what you're doing and you use good judgment with what you do and you build upon it, you hear Martin, I'm doing it something 15 minutes, 10 days in a row or five days in a row, and then I'm nailing it heavy two days in a row, whatever. It doesn't matter, all right? The thing I'm trying to purport to everyone here, the aminos, drinking the raw eggs, all this, it makes things change in you psychologically, physically metabolically this is what i'm trying to tell everybody martin's book is going to be the thing that can torch you up and light you up to go and when you mix all those other ingredients into that book or whatever you're doing or that egg timer or it reminds me of like what martin was talking about and i'll give it right to you brother anthony detillo was a big proponent of that and you know my feeling on detillo he was one of my top idols as a lifter especially power rack I mean, he would do that. He would train day in and day out, and the body would eventually adapt. That's what we're talking about, adaptability. It's all yours, brother. Uh, it's, really, it's good what you said. You know, you've got to, like, kind of train the mind as well. You said something about that. Um, for my thing, with this 10-day cycle, yeah, uh, it, train, it helps train your mind as well. Yeah. Because um, no matter what you're doing, I mean, you're you, – you can tell yourself, right, I'm going out for like 10 to 15 minutes. Yep. Um, maybe you're feeling like you've had a hard day at work or, you know, life in general is just kind of getting in the way. Um, but then you can. But then I'm telling myself, right, it's just part of my 10-day cycle. I've got to get outside and do this. Yeah. So then you're training, training your mind um, that when you've, got a, when you've got something set, or you've got a goal set or you want to make yourself better, you're training your mind to do that. Because mm-hmm. I'm forcing them. Because mm-hmm. just now, like, some, some days it's raining, it's snowing, you know, and yep. I'm still outside lifting. Uh, and maybe I've only got a T-shirt on. Um, I'm with you, man. So, yep. You know? I love it. So you're, no. still, you're training Ma- your mind. Martin, let me, let me just interrupt you for one second, all mm-hmm. right? We had the same thing here. We had a major snowstorm, and I was out with no sleeves, no nothing, carrying stones. And you and I both know in the cold – and we'll get right back to it. But this is what you're raising here, which gets me ignited. Did you ever notice, because you, you said it, did you ever notice, though, once you start to learn, build the standards within you with training, physical culture? And this takes a long time to learn, but you got an opportunity, because I want to get right into the book after you finish up with your, with, with your thoughts. Did you ever notice when that weather, it makes you want to go out and just destroy it more? And it's dangerous. We know when snow's falling and rain's falling, and if you got to lift stones or you're walking with stones and they're slippery as hell, it's cold, there's no way. Chalk is not going to adhere to anything when it's like that. But yet, it does something to you mentally. I always say it's like pouring gasoline on your brain and lighting it. It does that to me, and I think it does it to a lot of guys and gals that get it. It takes a long time to do it, but it's a very spirited love affair you have. You know, that's what I try to tell. It's like, what do you mean? It's an inanimate object. Bull, a stone, a weight, they all vibrate. It has a vibrational tone to it, which connects, all right? It doesn't have to speak to me. I know what I want with it, and I know what it wants with me. Does a stone care or the weight care if I can lift it? Hell no. It's out there to break you, man. But I'll tell you right now, when you go out and you deal with it, it's freezing here. I got to lift tomorrow morning. It's supposed to rain. I got to walk stones and I got to lift them out of the cage tomorrow. I'm going to have two to three Hoosa Steel stones running at once tomorrow, no matter what. I'm alone. All right? I train alone. It's very hard, you know, for most people to even think about alone. 
Especially when you're lifting things of that magnitude. You know what? I don't play music anymore or anything. Why? Because I got my head drilled right into that stone now. Go ahead, Martin. Re- reply or fi- I didn't mean to mess you up. Finish your thought. And if you want to reply to that, go ahead, brother. I'm the same as you. I like to train uh, on my own. Because yep. um, some days I like I, I, like uh, I change things up. Yep. Some days I just do what I feel or what I work on at the time. Uh, I've never got like a, a set routine because, uh, like you say, uh, time and that sometimes doesn't allow for a set routine to happen. Um, and then some days I think I need to work on like a, a weakness more. So I'll do that. And then a few days uh, after that, that weakness will then start to become a, more of a strength. Yep. Um, but more with the um, the the mindset, because you're pushing yourself to do something like five, ten, whatever amount of days in a row, um, you're actually training your mind to actually get you up and active. So then that, so the way you're thinking about that, about that, you can then adapt your mind, your thought process to everything else in life. I agree. So so training uh, the way I do, I'm actually training my mind also um, so I can tackle anything else that life throws at me. Um, so to me, uh, it's like you're saying the things, to ask the, like, these inanimate objects are alive. Yeah. But it's like... Um, it's like what I one of the first things I learned in electronics. The the world is made up of um, atoms, and there's atoms in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, everything, in a sense, everything is is a living object, in a sense, because everything is made up of these same same atoms. Um, so yeah, no, this the stone, the bar, everything it is. It is like they're like our friends, you know. Hey, you know yeah. What, hey, Mark. You know something else too. I've said this, and I and I know I'm hoping with the books and the show and everybody else out there in this network we're building here. This is one thing that that I can't wait to see more and more of is this thing called physical culture, the umbrella of understanding the 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 heart, the spirit, the love, the the objects, the the live things we play around with, which are dynamite. I mean, dynamite in respect where they could kill you. Literally. But the idea of going out there day in and day out and bettering yourself, I just can't wait because we're going to keep touching on more and more people at every age. And my whole thing with Eminem is let's get this out everywhere. Everywhere. People that would never even look at a sandbag to lift, literally, and then graduate to a light stone, we're going to see more and more of this because... Not only is it inexpensive, but it's a great way to get into something that will produce. For one reason, other than doing a 20-rep squat and pullovers or whatever initially, what works you from head to toe like a stone or a sandbag? And I want you to comment on that, but let's get right into an ancient test of strength revived with stone lifting because... I know you mentioned a lot about, you know, we talked about some of the training and, and, and what you do through the book, too. But let's talk about the book, you know, because you and I had talked about it a couple times before it came out last year, I think it was. Well, it might have been this year. By, in the summer, I think, was the last time I had you on. Um, let, let, let's finally get to the nuts and bolts. I mean, obviously, we know stone lifting is exploding. Why did you feel right now? Why was it time in Martin Janzik's life to bring this out, Martin? Well, uh, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, the thing is, it all kind of goes back to um, like turning your mind as well. Yeah. Um, with the book, because if it wasn't for, it's like a it's like a circle. If it wasn't for me uh, lifting stones and and Train my mind to get my body up off the couch and out, outside and to lift. Yep. Then my mind would never have been uh, in the right place a place to be able to write a book in the first place about yep. stone lifting. Yep. So I've like so through stone lifting, I've actually trained my mind to um, be better that kind of everything that I do in my life. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've actually kind of there's a part of that in in here in the book as well. Because yep. um, a lot of the book was actually written uh, through speaking. So, well, it was myself and Dr. Bill Crawford who wrote the book. 
Yep. And it was when we were when we were making um, Stoneland, and we yep. were talking. Came, we were because we were sharing the same room right through, and then uh, we were on the road every day. Um, so we were talking about Stonelifting can well for six days in a trot. So we were actually writing a book then, but mm-hmm. not on paper, but just in our minds, like what we wanted uh, to write about and what to kind of say to people. And then I thought it was I wanted we wanted to get out just now, mm-hmm. or as soon as we could, because um, both of us and. Uh, I'm not sure how many people bills had got in, but a lot of people, and I've had a real lot of people come to me through since Stoneland, and uh, hundreds of people, yeah. um, and asking questions about where to get stones, um, where's maybe the best place to get them, what sort of weight should they start with? Uh, they can do so much in a gym, so where should they start in Stonelifting? Um, how to how to lift properly? Yep. Uh, so I've had people. People even now they still send me videos of them training, and then uh, I just give them a lot of feedback. Yep. Maybe if I need it, and they can change a few things if I need to. And uh, even now, um, they're still coming back to me saying, "Right, I've, I've changed that bit of technique, and it's worked. The stone yep. is I lifted the stone uh, easier, faster off the ground, or yep. uh, they've managed to stand up with it better, and they feel more comfortable." Um, so I mean, end of the day. What really gets your blood boiling more than anything else and get outside and picking up a stone and just lift it up as high as you can away from the ground. Yeah. There's not there's nothing like it, you know. Well not, not, oh, not primal, only, primal instinct. <laughs> um not only that, all right. We've talked about you and I have talked about this. Uh, it's inherently in all of our DNA. Is it going to be something that's going to pull it out of you to cause you to start going this route? I mean, look, I never started lifting stones. I mean, I was always in the rack or just doing heavy stuff, all right? And then I talked about this before, the advent of Steve Jack, and I believe it was 92 or 93 in Iceland carrying the Mm -hmm. Lucifer stone. That did it for me, Martin. Um, that definitely caused me to start lifting stones. There's, well, I mean, that was very inspirational that you did that, and you know, the whole yep. thing that you made uh, about it was an inspirational kind of documentary, and it helped. It would have helped a lot of people, without a doubt. Uh, and 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 you know, he's on here, and unfortunately, we lost him this year to pancreatic cancer. Um, but I think Steve Jack, in my opinion, this is my opinion. I don't think he gets the kudos he should have got because my opinion is this. I don't know about with the Denny's and everything else, all right? I, I, I know people that have been, you know, obviously Jack Shanks and Jim and, you know, people that brought it back many, many years ago. But in my opinion, what I think that really started things to kick in. Now, I can't say about over in Scotland or like the Shank Stones and, and all this other stuff we talk about. I think Steve Jack, in my opinion, was the force of stone lifting again. I think he brought it back. Um, I can tell you from an Iceland perspective he did. There's no doubt about it. When I was there in eight with Bill and Steffi was there and he was in World's Strongest Man, I don't know how many times. These guys live in Iceland. They never even went there and lifted the Husafell stone till we were all together. Um, I owe all my stone lifting to Steve Jack. Um, there's other people I admire you and Charlie and Stevie and his all these people. How can't you? But the guy that got me on the Stone Trail was that documentary. Well, the CD from uh, Iron Mind that uh, Steve did. Um, mm-hmm. Incredible guy. I mean, I've talked to him before he passed away a number of times. I don't know if you ever met him, Martin, or talked to him. You would enjoy the living hell out of him. Let me tell you. I mean, true and true all the way. Um, you know, and when I and when I think about your book and all this other stuff everybody's up to, which is fabulous, and now you're starting to see everyone's starting to come together a little bit here, and that's what needs to be done with physical culture. Period. This this splinter stuff is no good. It's not going to get what we like to do up the next ladder, the next step on the ladder, if everyone's like that. And you're starting to see now cohesion in this, and that's why I want that's why I want to ask you. Obviously, obviously, you know, I'm just saying from a weightlifting perspective, you know, the stones I never thought would be the next thing, but it was Steve that got me into it. With the with the book right now, 
And the idea, obviously, was to promote stones. But to be a good stone lifter, we know you've got to be able to move some iron, too. And I know that is in the book. Let's talk a little bit about some of the movements you feel that will make you initially a good stone lifter. The next step to be exceptional, obviously, is like anything. You're going to have to put the time in. But let's talk a little bit about some of the weight training movements you believe, too, uh, Martin. Well, uh, first thing, uh, I would like to mention about the, uh, there's something in, in the book called the uh, the 10 building blocks of stone lifting. Okay. So that is when you, before you start to lift stones, that is a, like a, a primary part to read, um, because me, t- that whole the ten building blocks of stone lifting is the ten blocks that all um, teach you how to get into the proper position. Yep. Because um, it doesn't matter how strong you are before you lift. Yep. If you're in the wrong position, when your body's not set up right, you can do two things: you can injure yourself, and you can fail the lift altogether. Which are really, and if you're a really strong person. And you feel like that stone lift. I've seen a lot of people, and I've had people uh, speak to me about it. It kind of it gets them down, you know. They, they think, well, they, they kind of believe it. They never actually managed to lift it. Yep. And, um, I've had the same with people. I've took people around on tours. They've been really strong, but their technique has been off to lift the stone. So they failed the lift to start with. Yep. I corrected their technique. Once I corrected their technique, um, the stone went flying up. Yeah. So the 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 first thing, get yourself involved with the that ten building blocks because that I'll teach you the setup to start with. Okay. And then um, as for gym work, uh, I'm a firm believer in. Uh, well, of course, you got your deadlift, then you yep. got your uh, uh, deadlift from height as well because a deadlift from like 18 inches or even above the knee, um, that can strengthen your your, your up for like the last part of the lift from. Yeah. We're starting to stand up to the chest height. Then, uh, of course, we f- to get the... Uh, there's two exercises I do without fail every week. Um, you've got the bent over barbell rows. Yep. Because, of course, that simulates picking up the stone from the ground to start with. And uh, a lot of people, they uh, get a medium weight on a bar and they, like, row with a bar and they don't let the weight hit the ground. Yep. But for me, I treat the bar like a stone. I put, um, I'll start off with 70 kilos for a warm up, then up to 90, then up in 20s, up to like a 150, 170. Yep. And then um, for every single rep, I, put, I touch the, put the, I actually rest the bar back in the ground. Yep. And then lift it. Again. Yep. You know, my hands are all, my hands never come off the bar until I've finished doing the reps I want to do. Um, but I always let the, the bar come to rest on the ground and then lift it again, uh, just like you would with a stone picking a stone. Um, up. You know, you know, it. Martin, that that's what we do here. It's all dead stop. Um, I think that's an incredible way to do it because you want to talk about building. See, this is where I I I sometimes wonder about. You know, people be talking about picking this up and this and that up, but you know, let's face it too. Not, the rows are incredible. And I got one question I want to ask you. I don't want to forget this. but And I want to get into the grip and the fingers and the forearms because we know the squeezing, especially if you're going to carry a Husafel or whatever. Mm-hmm. But let, let me ask you this. Um, this has been really big on this show a lot lately, whether it's Mark Haydock, Charlie, Stevie, anybody. What's your feeling Lee Holland was big about it, too. What's your feeling on the trap bar deadlift? How much do you feel that, if any, to you, affects your stone lifting? Because these folks swear on the trap bar. What's your feeling on that, Martin? Um, to me, you just use what you feel comfortable using. Okay. I don't, I don't believe there's any implement out there that um, everyone – should dedicate themselves to use if they okay. don't like that. Maybe they, they went not, not like the exercises or uh, a certain things that you use. Uh, just use what you feel uh, comfortable using and what your body you think your body is going to adapt to. 
Okay. Uh, I don't feel anything. There's anything out there that you really have to uh, set your mind on saying you have to use it. Okay. Um, but, it, but it's just whatever that individual um, gets the gains from, whatever they, it works for them. I okay. Well, let me be, let me be. ask you this then. In the book, do you spread rep ranges out? I uh, are you are you guy that does different things? Do you favor singles, threes, five, tens? What do you like to do? Pyramids, block. I know we're doing blocks of stuff, but what 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 do you is there? Do you have a favorite rep range, or, or does it matter to you? Oh uh, yeah, I favor pyramid. Start start. Uh... With a lower weight and work yep. came for big reps, then it, of course increase the weight and get uh, lower uh, lower reps. Yep. And then then I try and say like my last uh, say like with the uh, the bent over rows for example, I start with seventy, and I uh, say I work up to my one fifty and I get a set of three or two or three. Yep. I would then I would then whack whack and whack and try and increase that two or three reps to six to eight reps yep. with that weight. Um, so the weight I would finish on with the, uh, or even a sing, even if I go to the 170 for a, a single or two, a double rep, I would then try working, I would keep with the same pyramid scheme, uh, but then jump up uh, like extra few kilos, for like go from 70 to 75 to start with, yep. 95 and so on. And then try and make say the the one seventy a single or a double rep. Try and over time make that your uh, like a five six rep or even more. Mm-hmm. So then you 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 can either stick with that weight because it's a colossal weight, uh, especially for some of the stones because you might not need more than that. Right. Uh, it just depends on if you want to uh, put your body through more. Uh, but then you can't actually just try and work on a new one rep max or a new uh, weight for a two or three rep max. Okay. Yeah, I, I favor the pyramid scheme, definitely. Okay, well, like in the book, let's talk about are we are we splitting stones off from the actual steel weights themselves? Do you marry them both together in a workout, or are we going X number of days with the weights, X number of days of the stones? How are you building that into your book like that, Martin? How does that? How are you? How are you explain that? Personally, what I do, um, I, I keep the weights separate from the stones. Okay. Um, that's just that's solely because the time uh, that I've got to like dedicate to the gym. Yep. Maybe a, um, plus the gym I go to has only got weights. If it had stones there, I would lift the stones there as well. Yep. So really, it all depends on the individual again. It's mm-hmm. like using a trap one. Maybe someone doesn't want to use, doesn't uh, favor the trap bar, they want to use something else, or maybe they could use a trap bar uh, instead of like the, the deadlift bar and stuff like that. Yep. Um, all, everything can just tailor to each individual person. Yep. So, um, like some, what I do, I go to the gym, I just go to the gym once a week. Okay. Uh, I lift, uh, I do certain exercises with the weights. Yep. Um, and then, the rest, the rest of the week, I'm just at home in the back garden lifting stones. But then one of the, the big exercises I do, the main exercise I do with the stones is um, repetition work. When yep. you've got the stone up on, you, you've lifted the stone up onto your, over your knee, on your lap. Mm-hmm. And I call that phase two. Okay, so you've got the you've got the phase two of the stone lift. You've got the stone on your, rest on your lap in a squatting yep. position. Yep. And you're stunned up with it. As hard as you can up to the chest height, and that mm-hmm. is phase two. Mm-hmm. So I will, I will pick the stone up onto the onto the thighs, and then I will like do reps. And that came from a squat, like a front squat kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I'll hold this. I'll hold the. Uh, I'll pick the stone up, up to chest height, and I'll just kind of front squat with it. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'll put it down, and that'll be one set. I'll pick it up and do the same again. I'll maybe uh, I'll usually start off with a, a stone at 134 kilos. I'll do like three sets of five to eight, yep. and then I jump up to one six one, and then I've got my new block, concrete block. It's a 175. Um, so I I just the, the big exercise for me just now, and I believe it, it's a good one for everyone to do, but not to start with. This is like a 
from intermediate to advanced kind of sure. level in stone lifting, doing that rep range in phase two, where you pick the stone up over the knees, onto the thighs, stand up with it, up to chest height, and then just squat down, stand up, squat down, stand up. Yep, yep. Uh, even two or three, up to five reps uh, yep. in a set. That will in- grad- really increase your strength ability to uh, not just pick up heavier stones, but it'll, it'll increase the leg strength if you want to shoulder a stone, especially a stone that you need to bounce on the shoulder. Sure. So if stones, if stones aren't round and they're more square or kind of misshapen, you get them as high up onto the chest as you can. You then have to kind of bend your knees like an inch or so and then pop, pop back up while at the same time jumping the stone onto your shoulder. Yep. But if you don't train the legs well enough, even if you just uh, bend the knees slick in a few inches and then straighten them again, jumping up, yeah, straighten the knees fast and then at the same time uh, trying to jump the stone up on your shoulder, uh, the knees, the legs can fail. They can just feel that tired. Sure. Just a little, little motion. And then that could fail. That could cause you to fail what you're trying to do with that stone on the shoulder. Right. If you train, if you train for for like front squat kind of position, yep, and do reps, and then when you when you try and go and you go and do that bounce on the shoulder, the legs don't feel it. You're you're really strong. Yep. Well, people don't realize Martin how important not only the legs but that hip girdle is, and uh, you got to have all those components. And I do that with the steel stones. I squat down as far as I can with it because the bottom's so long. I'll stand up. And what I'll do is I will squeeze my forearms into it until I drop it. You know, drop it right out in front of me so it doesn't crush my feet. Because I I don't know if you were talking about it, but in your opinion, how much do your forearms, wrists, fingers, obviously biceps, really get into this? Because I've got feelings now with the biceps after that tear in 2008 that they are pertinent to becoming a good stone lifter because people don't realize what that small muscle does with all that stuff. But in your opinion, obviously, and I know it's a pretty straightforward question, but there's an awful lot of people that don't really train the stuff hard. Fingers, wrists, forearms, biceps, tell us, what is your thoughts on that with successful stone lifting? Well, see, that's that's another really good question. Because a lot of people don't train these things because uh, they don't know, um, and it's it's not can say it's not their fault. If they, if they don't know, if no one tells them or explains it in a way that they can understand it, yep, um, can you can't blame them for not yep. you can't blame them for not training that way. But um, for me, I would tell everyone what you what you're saying is correct. Train the grip, train the forearms, mm-hmm. train the biceps, train the chest. Everything, because you need, especially the biceps, the forearms, eh, the fingers, the whole the whole arm section. You need all that to be strong. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, just now, like I'm doing with, I've got the 175 kilogram block. Yep. Eh, but it's so big and bulky, it's really hard to get it up over my knees. Yeah. Eh, because as soon as I lift it, even with a wide stance, it's getting caught in the in the back of my legs. Oh yeah. So it's really hard to get up and over. So what I did to start with, I can get up on my knees now, but uh, yep. it's a, it, it takes a bit of manoeuvring. So once you get to knee height, you've got to manoeuvre the stone up because you can't roll it. You've got to kind of manoeuvre it in position. But what I did to start with, and it also really increased my grip strength yep. um, on, on strength of my forearms a lot, was what I did. I just held, I went in a usual uh, position to lift a stone. And then I would uh, lift the, the concrete block as high up off the ground as I can until I get that sticking point when it, it hits against my inside my knees there. Yeah. And then I'd hold it, hold it for time. Anywhere from maybe three to five to six to seven seconds. And then I'd put it down again. Yeah. And then that, that then, of course, and that really, really uh, increased my grip strength tenfold yeah. on the forearms. And of course, uh, I really felt. Um, Stronger in the biceps on the chest because everything is um, tensing. Yeah, everything's tensing there, and even especially to hold it suspended off the ground for 
in four or five seconds, everything's getting getting used and tested. And I really, really felt. Um, I went to the gym a few days after. Yeah. And um, uh, my deadlifts was really, was really struggling because yeah. of my hamstrings. Yeah. My hamstrings were getting used so much by do by lifting that block and holding it there in that position off the ground. I never realised how much it was using with my hamstrings. Yeah. My hamstrings were so tired. Yep. And I had to take a few days off before I could uh, go back and lift it again. Yeah. But then, um, but due to that holding it up for a, a few seconds at a time, I was able to then have the strength to manoeuvre the stone onto my lap. And I needed that. I needed that to be able to hold the stone suspended off the ground in order to kind of whack it away how to manoeuvre it onto my lap. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's an interesting thing to hold it because I'll tell you, you I am probably not telling you anything. I've been collecting all different sizes of boxes, and and people will be saying, well, why would he be doing that? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do in the spring is I've got a big grinder. I'll be greasing it all up, and I'll be pouring quickcrete into it, and I'm going to be making all kinds of different stones now. Sizes, you know, you talk about, you know, I'm talking the square style with the corners all shaved off them so they don't go through your flesh and puncture you. Um, that's what I've been telling some people around, uh, where I live. Well, it's getting a little cold to try to go dig them out. Things are freezing all over. It's very hard to pour concrete, but if you got a warm place where you can pour it, you can build some pretty cool ass cement stones with boxes, folks. And it's not going to cost you a lot of money. So when you were talking about that, that reminded me of that whole thing. Um, let's hit a couple things. I know we're getting near time. Um, what, where, where, you know, number one, we got to tell everybody where to get a hold of your book. That's one of the biggest things here, but what do you feel? And, and, and it might be multiple answers, but what do you feel this book that you wrote is going to give the person that whether they're like an intermediate or they're just starting out stone lifting, what is it you really wanted to clarify and teach here? If there was one thing, Martin. Well, I think both uh, myself and Bill can agree on this. Yep. Uh, we put the book out there. It was not only to like teach people, because we both, like I said, have people come to us quite a lot and ask us questions about lifting and how to train and vice versa. Um, so the book was all to do, it's, it's for from the beginner right up to intermediate and then into advanced. Yeah. But it's not, I mean, it gives everyone the, the lifting technique. Yep. Um, I mean, you might have been lifting for a while, but you're maybe, hopefully, maybe after reading even a little bit of technique, or maybe you're missing out a bit of technique. And yep. That can maybe help, it can maybe help make people even better than what they are. Um, so it's all about because it's getting so popular, it's just to help people train, to help people get, get in, into uh, this strength culture, it's to help people get off yep. off the off the arse and off the couch and actually get physical yeah. and uh, get and push themselves to do something new if they've not done it before, train the mind to get to get them off the couch and go out there and do something. So that can then help them, like you say, in other aspects of their life. I and agree. Same way, yep. Yep. It's, um, because there's the first chapter on uh, historical aspects of the stones. Uh, it's to give people, it's to let people see why they are so important to yeah. a lot of us that lift them, and uh, why people travel from all over the world to go to Iceland and yeah. Scotland, it, it, you know, places around the world. You know yeah, what it is too. What you're doing is you're creating yeah. an interest for a culture that's been there forever that you know who can really pinpoint a date of any of that you can come close but who really knows in the same way with america you know we've really lost the physical end with a lot of things and i i'm a believer that we're going to all bring it back i think we're on the road to bringing it back um eventually people are going to see that health and i say that totally folks health is the only way you're going to go and lift stones with Martin. Seriously. Or any of us. If you don't have the health, and that's paramount, you're not doing anything. So until you get yourself in the shape you need to be in to start 
exploring these things to start reading Martin's books. All right. And going out and beginning the practice of physical culture. This is what is so exciting. And maybe eventually one day you're at the gathering or you're in Husafel. Seriously, it can be done and never think that. Martin, two more questions. Where can they get a hold of this book, sir? Uh, well, you can get it on a. Uh, it's sold primarily through Amazon. Yep. Amazon uh, UK, Amazon dot uh, com. Yep. Uh, it's just one of them two sites is the best places to go okay. and get it. Okay. I want uh, to make sure. Next week, oh, go sorry. <laughs> um, uh, the next week, the next week might be through a, a publisher. Well, so that's what we're going to talk. That's what we're going to so, talk about as we get ready to exit from the show. I'll talk to you offline. Um, I want to ask you something, maybe possibly about next month, but we'll, we'll, we got to get off the air before we do this. Um, let's go in, you know, uh, let, let's throw him a little bone right now. Martin's got a second book he's working on that's going to be coming out. So, Martin, just give him a little bit about it. We don't need to, uh, you know, dump the whole thing out right now, but tell everybody a little bit what's on your mind, what you're planning on. Uh, well, the second book is going to be called uh, Strength, A Life-Changing Adventure. And what it's about is um, it's going to include a bit about stonelifting and the World's Strongest Man, CrossFit, Highland Games, uh, Marsh Wrestling, hopefully uh, the WWE Wrestling as well, uh, maybe a bit of boxing, bodybuilding, powerlifting. It's all these different strength sports. And what I'm doing, I've uh, been creating a list and I've been getting a list of people that's already... Um, agreed to speak to me from competing in these different sports that like have been top of the game or are top of the game. And uh, I'm going to conduct interviews with everyone, uh, either face-to-face or through a video chat. Yep. Will, uh, yeah, either something like Skype or getting Facebook Messenger video. And uh, I'm going to write about maybe five or so pages on every, everyone that's in the book, 25, 30 people. And then the last page will be like a question and answer answer. Uh, page so they can tell people more about themselves and why they get into the sport and why they got good at the sport and I've, uh, I'm starting off interviews next month with Luke and Tom Stoltman who are who have both been Scotland's strongest man yep. uh, I've got Magnus for Magnuson I might be getting a half there I've spoke to Big Z um, I've, I've got people, I've got Martin uh, Lucius, yep. I've got Old Hogan I've got all these people that have so far have agreed to um, be part of the book uh, I've got Steve Slater, who's going to speak as well, okay. so we can uh, talk about all, everything he's done in the book for uh, his apparatus he makes for the World's Strongest Man and um, the Honor Classic and things like this. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping to get a few celebrities in there as well, okay. people that have to go to the, go to the gym to transform them, 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 themselves, the body, for a certain role in a movie mm-hmm. and what it takes to do that, especially the mindset it takes to do something like that. Yep. But so it's all the whole book is going to be about inspiring people to Good. go and do more. Because if you feel if you can do something physical, you can do like a sport or an activity, um, you can feel that good and not and caring about yourself. Like you say, everything is just leading up to being a, a better a better version of yourself. So you can tackle that life can throw at you. Yeah, <laughs> so. you got my vote there. Um. I've got a litany of things I'm going to write, and uh, there's some big stuff. That's all I can tell you, and and it's like I'm going to unleash like yourself on the world like you've never seen before. I'm going to light the I mean, world on. I'm lighting the world on fire. Nobody knows that yet. We are here, and more's coming. Um, Martin, we got we're going to roll, but um, I'll talk to you offline momentarily. But um, give out your websites if there's anything you know. If you if you didn't finish your sentence, you want to just summarize. Be my guest. Give out the websites. Give out the contact information. Give out Amazon again. Let me give my stuff and just hang on the line, if you would, please. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, well, hopefully by the second book, with all these uh, big name people that people other people reading the book, they'll uh, maybe find the inspiration from even. A few people it's written about in a book or the whole book or just a certain individual. Yep. They can get that inspiration from them and uh, take that into their own life. And then uh, you can get the other book that me and Bill have written on uh, like Amazon.com, Amazon.co.uk. Um, I'm um, 
I'm now going to be a feature again at the uh, next year's uh, New Hampshire Island Games. Mm-hmm. Doing a stone lifting for three days, which I've now been booked for uh, every year because it's such a success. And uh, from little kids from six year old up to women, men that are 60, 70 years old, giving it a go. Uh, we had over 100 people uh, come and have a shot this year over the three days. Yep. Uh, and seven hours of lifting. It was. Um, the amount of people I get at these games that uh, come across and want to actually give us uh, the stone lifting and go is kind of even inspirational to me to see yeah. these people up and to yeah. give it a give it a shot. And that every single person, you know, I shake everyone's arm when they come in. I shake their arm when they leave. I give them as much inspiration as I can. Yep. And then to see them, them their smile, even if they f- when if they fail or they don't succeed on the heavier stones after the lighter stones. Everyone leaves happy. Everyone can, the crowd applauds them, and everyone uh, gets a gets a good sense of achievement about themselves and what they've uh, what they've done. Yep. So, and uh, of course, lot year before that. Sorry, sorry, I keep speaking here. The year before that, uh, I had a, a man, a woman, come in and uh, tired of stone lifting in two thousand seventeen, and then uh, this year they came back to do it again, and they both told me that they've been because they did it the year before. It got them fired up, and they now um, compete in strong man and strong women competitions. Awesome! And the, the woman herself is uh, she's now she's won a few competitions, and the and her boyfriend he's uh, came in the top three. So Great. they're really really doing both doing well, mm-hmm. and they both found the inspiration from lifting the stones at the at my workshop in 2017. So um, I was really chuffed to hear that that they got inspired from that to go on and further themselves at Knoxville competing in a strong man mm-hmm. so pretty cool. uh, of course the second book's going to I'll be out maybe next Christmas I think I'm hoping for Okay. I'm going for like a Christmas Christmas release next year uh, All if I get all the interviews I want done or I might if not I'll just have to keep going yep. but uh, I want to get good interviews with uh, like you say the big names so people will find inspiration from that and uh, of course just contact me through uh uh, like the Facebook page or the, the uh, website Historic Stone Lifting uh, okay. .com both are the same name okay and, uh, that's it alright this is Motivation Muscle streaming radio 24-7 as I said go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com Winners and Champions Inc also invest in both companies um, at, pro- at the Prosperity Consciousness page on FiorellaBarbellCo.com. $25, $100. Break that down over a year. It's pennies. And I'm telling you right now, with everything we're doing, the extra money coming in will help big time. Also, too, go out to MotivationMuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at all the shows Martin and I have done. This show will be up definitely tomorrow unless something major happens here. Um, so that'll be like less than a 24 hour turnaround. I've got a train in the morning, obviously, and I'll put it up in the afternoon. Um, also to sign up for a free newsletter at motivationmuscle.com. Uh, once again, invest again, you go out to the homepage of motivationmuscle.com advertising. You can get a hold of me on my phone personally. It's my cell phone. I don't give that number out. But I'm a believer in not only respect, but when you do business with people, if you can't be in the same room with a handshake and look them in the eyes like my pop always said, you talk to them. Email's all right for little things, but when you're doing business, you speak to the person. Because you can find out a lot of things just by speaking. Maybe you don't want to do business with this person, or maybe they don't want to do it with you. I'm a big time guy now, like never before. Time is so important to me. I don't want to waste my time with people that don't want to be with me. So you're going to find as you get in the business and you get wiser and wiser along the way, you're going to be in the same way I am. Things change, man, and it's for good changes. It's positive. It's growth. And you will see all this, but you're going to deal with a lot of things along the way. Be open to it. And never be afraid to go after it. That's what I'm telling you right now. Also, too, don't forget about, we talked about signing up for our free newsletter. You will get everything I give in your inbox. Also, too, we talked about investment. We also talked about Fiorella Barbell Company. That's our YouTube channel. I know I haven't put anything up, but it's pretty hard to do the things I'm doing right now and try to film myself. 
I don't have the temperament for that, and I'm not going to take a $500 camera and throw it 100 feet across the driveway. I'm not going to do that. So we'll get to it. Believe me, there's a lot of film out there and a lot of things that you'll see in 2019. Um, if someone's, Well, if you like a particular show for Martin and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com. Um, don't forget we're on iTunes and Stitcher. We are on Spotify, and we are on AHA Radio, which is aha. You can get us in your car 24-7. We're also on um, Google Podcasts, so we're all over the map. We're in Italy. We're in Brazil. We're in the U.K. You name it. We've got big presence now up in Canada, too. Um, that's why I said the show is exploding, man. People that never heard of us are like, where have you been? I got, I'm not going to give his last name. But there's a gentleman, he's a stone lifter from Wales. His name's Paul. And he and Charlie Oliphant and I have had a lot of correspondence this past year. Exceptional guy. Martin might even know who he is. But I'm not going to say his last name without permission. And because we're hoping he can get Gary Taylor on here with us. Uh, former strongman. He was in World's Strongest Man. He was a brutal Olympic lifter, too. But he told me motivation muscle has carried so much weight in Wales with stone lifting and everything else that's going on here. Paul told me he's so addicted to the show, he, he can't not listen to it. He's got it on all the time. Now the other gentlemen that are with him are all listening to it, and it's now spreading a whole new breed of stone lifters. I mean, how great is that? I mean, that's what's going on here. It's just hitting everything, and I couldn't be happier. And guys like Martin, I thank. You know, they're all family here. I mean, this is what we're about. It's not just stones. You heard Martin and I talk about everything, mental, physical, spiritual. It's all there, folks. Also, too, um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give them five words of inspiration. Five words can change your life. My mom would always say to us when we were kids, she still does, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. That might be all they get. And there's a lot of sad souls walking around right now, confused. They don't know what to do. You watch them. They all got a phone in their damn hand. That's it. That's all they've got, man. That's nothing. Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, pull it, press it, squat it, just do it all. And if you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. The great Hoose of Steel Stone Crusher here says in blood red domination, we dominate the path. We clear cut it. We don't follow anyone's dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No, no one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, who's been listening to Eminem and who's been a guest, he says, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. More like a tidal wave, higher and wider, my friend, and going to get bigger and bigger. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, repetition, 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 which is so important. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Also, too, winners never quit, quitters never win. My dad, be a leader, not a follower, be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge. My greatest chiropractor ever would walk every patient to the door, no matter how busy he was, and say, keep smiling. Say that to yourself on your best or worst day or walk around. I promise you, I'm saying it right now, I've got to grin from ear to ear. Keep smiling. Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Join us for the next 30 years. Tell your friends, tell your families, listen to this show with your kids. We've really, really cut the language down to nothing because I want kids to find something they can latch on to. It's so vital and important, and there's plenty of adults that need it too. So spread the word. Also, too, Les Brown, you'll have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And I don't know many people that would say that in today's day and age. And before I sign off with Martin, I want to say all this to you. You're all winners. You're all champions, and you're all unstoppable. And you were built and made for success. Believe me when I tell you that. And you have to believe it and go out and do it. Your belief system is everything. So don't sell yourself short. And people that are telling you you're nothing or you can't do it, here's what I tell you to do. you got to dissolve those relationships. And I've got a lot of heat for saying that. 
But here's the guy sitting in the chair here that's had to do a lot of that. Because if you let people do that to you, you're going to be a nothing. A nothing. Remember that. So go out and do the very best you can. Create. Write books like Martin. Build radio stations like me. It's very, very important. Martin, killer show. We'll get you back here as quick as we can. Um, great material, obviously, and it's good to have you back, brother. It's good to be back, and uh, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, I hope everyone can get a little bit of uh, inspiration from the podcast we just did. Yeah, we did. We Believe me. And don't forget, go out to Amazon.com if you're in the USA and order that book up. So, as I said... For Martin Janzix, this is Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. And remember, the world is asking something from you. Isn't it time to deliver? Be like Steve Jack. Shoulder some responsibility. We love Steve, and I thank Steve for what he did for me, and I'm sure many others, and all the other people. My dad, John Ridge. All these people, man, and I wish you could have met them all, but most of all, my brother Jimmy. Jimmy is the catalyst behind FBC and M&M, and of course, my favorite green monster, the Incredible Hulk. Have a great weekend. Martin and I will talk to you soon, and thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.